You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Use the promo code Locked On15 at builtbar.com and you can get 20% off your next purchase. Uh, it's Monday during baseball season. Do not worry, folks. I'll have plenty of reaction to the spring game on Tuesday. I know some of you are excited about that. Zach Evans had a 75-yard touchdown run. You know, we, we got to see some quarterbacks. Chandler Morris is free. There's a lot of great news in the football world that we're going to get to on Tuesday. But on Mondays, we talk with Eric Hughes about baseball. And uh, we're happy today because the T.C. Horn Frogs got a sweep. Um, they bounced back in a big way after that tech series. So, Eric, I, I want to get to our weekly edition of bullpen issues at some point. But let's start with some <laughs> positive today. Um, Marcelo Perez came in with the bases loaded and one out. Uh, TCU had tied the game, but they were down 6-4 at that point because, again, you know, just couldn't get a shutdown inning. And that was a moment where um, things could have gone like they did last Sunday where you look up and all of a sudden Oklahoma State has like 12 runs and you just kind of have to pack it in and live to fight another day. But he got a double play ball, and then he pitched two more scoreless innings to keep them in that game. They end up coming back and winning. Um, how huge is it if he can get back to being a reliable arm because they can use him in a lot of different ways? Yeah, it was really nice to see him uh, pitch well today. It's one of those things. It felt like the whole weekend was the bullpen, especially, was just – I mean, just the pitching in general was bending but not 100% breaking. Um, which allowed allowed TCU to stay in games and come back and win them. But Marcelo is definitely a guy that we've discussed and that I've been high on, even though he struggled um, a lot this year. And so he's one of those guys that you ha- – I mean, if the Frogs want to want to keep winning games like that they have, then he's going to have to be someone that Schloss can trust because, as we've discussed, there's not many people in that circle of trust right now. So – yeah, him pitching well and, and getting out of that jam. It was a huge situation getting that double play ball and then pitched, I think, two more innings after that. And so uh, didn't allow any runs. And so it's big, man. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a key cog in uh, in that machine there. And for, for as much as we've discussed the, the problems they have, this weekend it wasn't pretty all the time, but Perez pitched two and two-thirds. Um, and kept him in the game. River Ridings was big on Saturday. Pitched a couple innings to shut out baseball. And Halen Green didn't have his best outing, but he held on and got them, you know, a save on Friday. So they did the job when they needed to. But uh, let's discuss this lineup now. And first I'll yeah. say my apologies to Oklahoma State. I went on the Locked On Big 12 podcast last week, and I said, yeah, Oklahoma State, they have good pitching staff. Uh, you know, they're hitting outside of Encarnacion. It's pretty weak. Well, they banged out 40 hits this weekend, and <laughs> it felt like they had about 60 hits. A lot of them were singles, um, but they also hit some out of the ballpark. That was a, a tough offense to face. But on TCU's side, um, Braden Taylor hit a, a grand slam in the eighth uh, today that gave them the victory. Hunter Wolf had an amazing day on Saturday. And, Eric, it, it feels like to me – that 
they don't have one guy in this lineup that's just a monster like Tech has Young or Oklahoma State has in Carson in Carson um, but one through nine, they just they're tough and they grind out at bats and they get on base and they kind of have a guy each day or each weekend that steps up. And I think that's the biggest strength of this team is that they're just able to score um, in bunches and, and keep finding ways to answer when when they get down. Absolutely, yeah. They that's that's the thing is it seems like every day there's a different quote unquote hero. There's a different guy that comes through. Like you mentioned, Hunter Wolf. I mean, four for five on Saturday with the walk off hit, and his walk off hit was probably the weakest hit he had of the day. Um, today, uh, Braden Taylor hitting that grand slam. And then Friday, Gene Wood had a big home run, Phillip Sykes. And so I really, Schloss, I think it's interesting how he has the order, how he had it set up this weekend. He didn't, he doesn't try to bunch his top hitters, even the hottest hitters at the top of the lineup. He, he allows them, um, to he, he wants depth and he wants just it to be loaded one through nine like you said so um yeah even leaving like philip sykes down in the seven hole he had a big weekend even though he's down towards the end and so i think he's definitely a guy that you can see maybe batting lead off or two hole uh coming up here soon but the way he has the order structured it, it allows that you don't have any any real weak hitters back to back um, that you can just pick on in a certain inning. The bottom of the order was huge. Yeah, you mentioned Sykes. He was great. Uh, Sacco was coming along, and he, he just seems to come up big in RBI situations, which is really all you want from your eight-hole hitter. And I, I like Nunez in the nine-hole. I don't know if he'll stay that way. Luke Boyer struggled a lot at, at the last few weeks. But I just I think it's kind of cool having almost like two de facto leadoff hitters back-to-back that can kind of get a rally started. Um, Hunter Wolf, is it true that he's going crazy right now because of the wolf howl that you've been blaring at Lepton Stadium every time he does something great? You know, that's the word on the street. <laughs> I, I can't confirm or deny it, but that's uh, – that seemed – I mean, I, I yeah. The, his hot streak has coincided nicely with that, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you a question that doesn't have, might not have an answer, which I know those are your favorite questions. But in the last few weekends, it feels like every time they rally and tie the game or take a lead, they just can't, they can't get a shutdown inning. Um, you know, on Friday, Oklahoma State scored three runs after TCU took a 4-2 lead. Um, today – you know, they, they tied it at four, and then they were down 6-4. Saturday they had issues like this as well. Uh, is there a reason for that? Like, is this just bad timing, bad luck? Is it explainable at all, or is it just one of those kind of weird things? They're able to fight through it. So, I mean, they obviously made it work, but you, you just – you don't want – you don't want to uh, have the game flip around on you every single time you take a lead, obviously. Yeah, it, it does seem to be something that even – I mean, we've, we've talked at length about the bullpen struggling, so that's that's a part of it is just not having um, – just going to some guys that just aren't able to get the job done when you uh, hope that they can. But it, it's it been the case even with some of the starters here, uh, specifically this weekend, and 
just not being able to get that shutdown inning. And whether you want to look at it as they, they've got a lot of time, you know, sitting in that dugout when the offense is scoring a bunch of runs or just lack of focus, it just seems like um, that's something that yeah, it's just been the way that the game has, has pl- been played out. And Oklahoma State, I mean, they had a heck of a weekend on offense. You have to have to give have to give them credit for that. And so, it's just one of those things that is really, you know, I I don't necessarily want to put too much stock in it because I think that it is a little bit of sort of an isolated situation. But it's something that is going to have to be worked on and taken care of if you want to um, beat the big teams and specifically down the road looking at the Longhorns. My conversation with Eric will continue in a moment. I do want to tell you, though, about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, you might think, man, this is kind of a dead time in the sports calendar. Well, you're wrong. Major League Baseball going on. Uh, Obviously, the NBA, they're barreling towards the playoff. NHL in full swing as well. And betonline.ag can help you wager on all those games and more. They also have uh, advice on reality TV, the entertainment world, if you're interested in that as well. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's also just a good source of information about sports. I mean, they have injury news, reports. You're, you're not going to miss anything with BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On and get a 20% sign-up bonus. BetOnline.ag, try it today. And that will be their biggest competition. The schedule lets up a little bit, uh, but they are 10 and two. They're tied with Texas right now for the lead in the conference. Texas played Abilene Christian, got some revenge for that uh, loss in the NCAA tournament by sweeping the them this weekend on the baseball field. Uh, Eric, let's talk starting rotation for a minute. Now, honestly, I mean, I, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about Johnny Ray. I, I just I think he kind of is what he is. He's your third starter. Um, you you might have days where he's great and can go six innings. Most times he he goes out there. It feels like you're only going to count on four or five innings and He's probably going to give up a couple of runs. But uh, Krobe has struggled a little bit recently. Russ didn't have his best stuff. Well, let me ask you about Russell specifically because um, he got touched up a little bit Saturday. Was that just – did you think he was less sharp than usual or was that an Oklahoma State offense that um, had some big hits and big situations? Yeah, I mean, he looked good early. He, he, I mean, he still had seven strikeouts in six innings. But, yeah, they just were able to put some good wood, wood on some of the balls. And I, I don't think it's necessarily anything to be worried about. I think Russ is your ace, and he's going to be your guy on Friday nights here going forward. He, I can't say for 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure Schloss uh, moved him to that Saturday slot to, to face the OSU starter, Justin Campbell, who's – um, really their top guy and so um, yeah I think Russ will be fine he just had a just a off game mm-hmm. so today um, Braden Taylor has the big hit he hits that grand slam that essentially ended it uh, it feels like he's getting better at the plate Eric but it, you know it was a 2-0 fastball he turned on how impressed were you with just their ability to come up big in clutch situations. I know you're not going to do that every single weekend where it feels like, you know, whether it's a two-out situation or end-of-the-game situations like that, you get a walk-off, you get a big hit in the eighth. But how impressed were you with the, with the lineup just 
coming up in big situations this weekend when they had to. Yeah, they they just simply got it done. I mean, they the the funny thing is too, they they actually had I think three different innings this weekend where they left the bases loaded and a couple of times it's just bad luck. You hit the ball hard right at somebody. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reality is they, I mean, this was just the frogs weekend at the plate. Like they, they face tough pitching too. Um, you know, to once we got to Sunday, uh, okay. State ran out, of, ran out of juice there. They kind of exhausted their resources, especially with their starter getting, uh, having to get taken out in the second inning. It was unfortunate for them there, but really it was just all weekend long. The frogs were just mashing. I mean, it was, it was impressive to, to see, um, like we, we said before, they just had a knack for getting the big hit in the big situation coming. It just, you had that feel. It's kind of, uh, that, that old school Lupton magic where you just, you feel like they're going to get it done down coming down to the stretch, like late innings, especially after it, they did it on Friday night, Saturday, and especially today, game tied, close game, down by a run or whatever it may be. You just had that feeling somebody is going to step up and get the job done. And, um, yeah, it's just hitting is contagious, man. They It, it was fun to see them, um, yeah, just really thrive off of each other and off of each other's energy and each other's success. So it's something that they can definitely build on and, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a special weekend for sure. I know you told me Friday you thought that Austin Henry started because of a lefty on the mound in place of Gene Wood, uh, and they did that today again too. Was yeah. that just another matchup thing, or do you think this platoon situation might become a little more frequent? Do you have any read on that? That's a good question. I mean, it it seems apparent that that that's going to be at least that was the case this weekend that. Um, when there was a lefty on the mound, uh, Austin Henry was going to get the start. Um, I don't have the the numbers in front of me, but I'm assuming that his splits against lefties compared to Gene Schloss just really loves those matchups. And so, um, you know, whenever it's essentially whenever uh, they bring a guy to the bullpen as a righty, Gene's coming right in there. So, um, that's the way that he rolled with it. We'll see how he does that forward. I, you know, Austin didn't necessarily have a huge weekend, but, um, I think Schloss just likes to have that, that right-handed potential power bat against the lefty, um, early on in the game. He's a good hitter. I mean, he's had some good, uh, at bats and pinch hit situations this year, but it is, it is kind of weird that, Gene feels like he's at his hottest right now and you're suddenly kind right. of breaking things up. But, you know, it, it worked, obviously. They were able to still get him significant at bats and get victories. And then I also wanted to ask you, uh, what, what what would you do with that leadoff position? Because, um, I don't know, they might just let Boyers try to work through this. He's really struggling right now. He did have some better contact later today in, in today's game. Um, Nunez, they, they moved around. I was surprised they didn't give Porter Brown a chance today, but um, if you were the guy, how would you kind of handle that, that leadoff spot at the moment? Yeah, I think I kind of said something about it earlier. I think I would try my luck with Phillip Sykes up there at the lead of, leadoff spot. I mean, the way that he's hitting the ball right now, he's just seeing the ball so well. 
Um, you know, I think Schloss, he's got one of the higher slugging percentages on the team. And so um, he's somebody that uh, I think coach likes to have guys on when he's hitting. But I think that's going to be the case if he's leading off and you got Nunez in the nine hole. Um, so if it was me, I would I would try my my luck with Phil. Um, I like the way he's hitting the ball right now. And he's not necessarily um, the fastest guy, but you really, I mean, if you're getting on base, I think he has eight or nine steals this year. And so uh, he's a great base runner. So I think that's where, where I'd be leaning um, if it was my choice. We'll wrap things up with Eric in a moment. I do want to tell you about Built Bar, though. Built Bar is a delicious protein bar. Actually, this morning I was getting the kids ready for, uh, well, Sunday morning, I should say, because you're listening to this on Monday. But I was getting the kids ready for church. Uh, we're running late, as we typically do as a family of four with two toddlers. And I'm starving, though. I'm hungry, right? And I'm like, man, I really need something. I grabbed a Built Bar. I grabbed a cookies and cream Built Bar out of the pantry. And uh, it wasn't just, you know, a last minute throwaway type of thing. It was actually really good because Built Bar is delicious. And it was only 180 calories, but it still tied me over. It was good for me. It was uh, good fuel for my body. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 20% off your next order. Go there today and just check out some of their flavors because they have some great ones. German chocolate, um, cookies and cream, as I mentioned earlier, peanut butter, uh, coconut brownie chunk. BuiltBar.com. The most delicious protein bar on the planet, Built Bar. Try it today. And we we alluded to this earlier, but situational hitting. I mean, I can't complain. They scored a lot of runs this weekend. Yeah. It does feel like, though, they had a, an instance today where they had second and third and one out, couldn't bring anybody home. They had bases loaded, nobody out on Saturday, couldn't get anybody in. Um, for a team that hit so well it's just weird to me that they're not better in those scenarios Eric and I know they strike out a good amount and I mean that's what the pitcher's trying to do in that situation so mm-hmm. it's hard to make contact um but it's, it's it's definitely frustrating seeing them get in those spots and, and just not be able to get anybody across sure those are the the situations that you're expecting to to produce on and so it, it is it can be frustrating but I mean I think when you just look at it you know I think especially in the situation where you have second and third and nobody out or one out sometimes you would like to see a guy um, choke up a little bit and just hit a ground ball to the right side um, but that's just not always how they approach um, you know I think Schloss is he wants them to he wants them to be situational in those, those opportunities when the game um, calls for it, but also he doesn't want a guy to change the way um, that he approaches in at bat. And so, you know, I think it's just something that is a small thing to just keep our eyes on and um, not necessarily a, a big thing to worry about, but yeah, you would like to see um, in those situations them uh, just make a productive out here and there, but, it's just the way the game goes sometimes. So UT Arlington on Tuesday, and then a three-game series with Kansas at Lupton. Uh, KU is three and nine on the season in conference play. Uh, Baylor just took two out of three from them in Lawrence. And Eric, uh, get your get your arms ready, get your fingers ready, because you got more home games this week. So that's right. Um, you got more buttons to push. Okay. That's right. I'll be ready. Hopefully not as many four-hour games like there were 
this weekend against Oklahoma State. But hey, at least at least they got some victories. Yeah, um, rather see a four-hour win than a four-hour loss. So that's that's complain. right. That that's for sure. That's something we can all agree on. Eric Hughes, he is here. Um, he's here with us every Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk some spring football. Uh, by the way, TC baseball, they're ten and two. They're tied with Texas for first place in the Big Twelve, and those two teams will meet in Fort Worth a couple weeks from now. But uh, we're on to UT Arlington. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We'll just we'll just focus on the moving Mavs at the moment as they face off on Tuesday. The moving Mavs. That'll do it for Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.